You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Alam niyo ba yung Romeo and Juliet? It's a classic love story, yung Romeo and Juliet. In fact, one of the famous scenes in that play made by Shakespeare was a scene in a balcony. Nasabi ni Juliet, Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? And as good as that may seem, yung, yung ano na yon, yung scene na yon, interestingly, yung inspiration ni Shakespeare, eh dito sa, apparently, ah, sinasabi nila, dito sa Balconahe, and this is in Verona, Italy. At dahil sikat yung love story ni Romeo and Juliet, that play made by Shakespeare, and he apparently was inspired by this balcony to put that particular scene there. People all around the world started, since in the early 1900s, ah, started sending letters or going to Verona, Italy, at sinisiksik nila yung sulat nila doon sa balkonahe, hindi na yung, sa mga crevices, in between the rocks, sinus- in fact, sa sobrang sikat nito, it was made into a movie, ang pangalan movie, Letters to Juliet. At yung sulat na yun are love prayers all around, from all around the world. Meaning, people who wanted love, yung mga sawi sa buhay, may gustong pakasalan, gustong ligawan, hindi sinasagot, and so on and so forth, yung prayer nila, sinisingit nila doon. And then, yung gobyerno ng Verona, Italy, brilliant. Talino, alam mong ginawa nila? Nag-hire sila, yung mga wala ng trabaho, senior citizens. Hinire nila, tas ang ginagawa ng mga senior citizens, kinukuha lahat ng mga ano, letters, tapos sila ang sumasagot nung prayer. Tapos pinapadala pabalik. So it's fascinating, you know? But kung ikaw yung nagpadala ng prayer, kung iisipin mo, you are sending a prayer you are putting faith in something or someone whom you cannot really put your faith on. In fact, one of the biggest, if not the biggest problems of humanity today, one that causes pain and heartache and stress is this, misplaced faith, misplaced trust. That's what we are going to talk about. Are you ready to hear the Word of God? Open your Bibles to Genesis 15. This is our fourth week nitong seri natin. Pangalan, Unwavering Faith. Pinapag-aralan natin ang pananampalataya. Iba-ibang aspeto ng pananampalataya. So we'll see the unfolding of the story of Abraham and hopefully, of course, by the grace and the favor of God, we'll see how it affects you and me in terms of our knowledge and understanding of faith. We'll go through the whole preaching, Genesis 15 verses 1 to 21. Although allow me, just put your eyes right now as we read God's Word on Genesis 15 verse 18. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. Lord, maraming maraming salamat sa inyong salita. Dalangin namin, Espiritu Santo, Dios Espiritu Santo, na patuloy mong buksan ang aming puso't isipan upang aming maintindihan ang inyong 
katotohanan. Dalangin namin na hindi lang ito manatili na bilang kaalaman. Dalangin namin, Panginoon, na maisa buhay namin ang yung naisin at kalooban. So God, we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. God, the Holy Spirit, we pray that we would only hear your voice and your voice alone. We pray that we would walk out of this hall with changed mindsets, clarified perspectives, raring to bring glory to you in everything that we think of, say, and do. God, we honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So faith. Pupuntahan natin ngayon is faith and covenant. Ano ba talaga tong covenant na to? Nako, alam ko, pag sinabi natin covenant, I know it's a big, it's humongous. It's a magnanimous word. It's a religious word. It's a spiritual world. But truth be told, it's something that somehow we all have an understanding of. Yes, it might not be as deep as, as the Bible would want us to understand, but I believe we have an understanding of it. Ang gusto lang natin gawin ngayon, isihimayin natin ng konti. Of course, given our limited time today, para mas maintindihan natin kung ano ba talaga to. But simply said, and yes, I know I might be diving into being overly simplistic with this, pero pag sinabi mo talagang covenant, it is a promise. Kaya nga yung Biblia natin nakahate, di ba? Ano yung dalawang parte ng Biblia natin? Old Testament and New Alam niyo another word for that? Old Covenant. It is the promise that was made to the people of old. The new covenant or the new promise, this is the fulfillment of the promise that was made before. It's a big word, but it is a promise. It is a promise between two agreeing parties, or maybe even more. I'm talking about not just a biblical covenant, but a covenant in general. It is sealed by something. Diba pag dati, naalala nyo, yung blood compact, it is sealed by blood covenant. This is just more, yes, alam ko, pag sinabi natin covenant, may understanding tayo, oh, parang kontrata yan. It is an agreement. Yes and no, but yes, but no, it goes deeper than that. No, katulad sabi nga ni Francis, ang nagkasal kay Pastor Francis, ako, si Pastor Sunny, at si Pastor Ariel. At talagang, napakaganda ng kasal nila, no? Overlooking taal. It is not just a marriage contract na pinirmahan ni Francis at ni Bell. It goes beyond that. In fact, doon, hindi ko na maaalala kung ano yung verbatim na sinabi ni, ni Francis na covenant niya kay Bell, patsigurado ako, it is something to this effect that he commits to give his life for his wife. His loyalty, his commitment, his devotion will be for them. That he will disciple Bell and disciple their children. That he will commit to do everything to lead Bell, their family, to the purposes of God, and that they will co-labor with each other in the fulfillment of God's purpose. It goes deeper than a contract. Covenant. At yan yung titingnan lang natin kung ano yung iba-ibang, hindi naman iba-iba, but yung pinaka, naniniwala ko, importanteng aspeto ng covenant. So ang ginawa natin dito sa seri natin, pinupuntahan din natin yung Genesis. Kasi napaka-importante, pag pumunta ka doon sa tinatawag natin story of origins. Yun yun eh, it's primeval history pag sinabi natin. Ano? Pero simple lang yan. Lahat ng lahi, lahat ng kultura, hindi lang relihiyon meron tayong story of origin. Meaning, ano ba yung mga istorya nung sinauna na nakakatulong sa atin maintindihan kung saan ang galing ang tao, kung ano yung purpose ng mga bagay-bagay. So, katulad tong Bible, Genesis. Mas dito natin maintindihan who started creation, 
who is responsible for creation. Why did He do creation? So if we understand that we understand meaning and purpose and destiny in life, story of origin. Bigyan ko kayo ng example. Sino sa inyo pag umaga, ang kapartner ng kape nyo, anong tawag natin doon sa Pinoy? Masarap na kapartner ng kape. Pandesal. Story of origin. Oh, alam ko, Pinoy pandesal. Di ba? Hindi ka makakita sa ibang bansa niyan eh. Pandesal, Pinoy na Pinoy yan. But alam nyo ba, hindi naman talaga Pinoy yan. Initially, kasi hindi naman talaga tayo bread-eating country. Kasi kanin naman tayo, bigas tayo, di ba? Pero alam nyo nga, sabi ni Yoyoy Villame, di ba? The Philippines was discovered by Magellan in 1521. Tayo nang atalang kakaalam nung, ano na to, nung, nung kanta. Kasi pagpunta nila dito, alam naman natin, di ba? Portuguese itong si Magellan, uh, may financial siya, yung Espanya, para maghanap ng spices sa Asia. Pero hindi lang yon. Dahil Espanya, Christian country, ang goal nila, hindi lang maghanap ng spices, ipalaganap ang Ibanghelyo. Pagpunta na sa Pilipinas, hindi makabasa ang mga Pilipino. Hindi pa tayo nagbabasa nun eh. At walang tinapay. Naisip nila, paano nila i-explain ang communion? Sasabi nila, eh walang tinapay dito. Hindi tayo native sa wheat eh. Wheat. So ginawa nila, nag-import sila ng wheat flour ginamit yung tuba natin, parang yeast, pampaalsa, tapos yung pugon nasa, ano pa eh, nasa floor. Kaya unang tawag nila pandiswelo. Meron pa ngayon nun. Diba? Floor bread. Pero ngayon, syempre, inangat mo na yung pugon, tapos naging oven na eh. Pandesal. In the 1900s, naging pandesal. So ngayon, pag kumuha ka ng pandesal ngayon at kape, ibang usapan. Naintindihan mo kung bakit tayo may pandesal. Alam ko, yung iba sa atin tatanong, so, pwede ba, Pastor, yung communion namin may peanut butter? Diba? Baka iba sa inyo magtanong na ng gano'n. Ibang usapan naman yon. Pero story of origin, kaya tayo pumunta sa Genesis eh. Kasi importante, yung story of origin na maintindihan natin. So, tingnan natin, anong kinalaman ng Genesis, Abraham story, doon sa pananampalataya at knowledge of the covenant. So, first, sabi doon, basahin na natin, ano, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield, your reward. That will be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring. And a member of my household will be my heir. Una, sabi niya, Abraham, do not be afraid. Fear not. Pero bakit ba? Alam natin yung storya, di ba? God asked Abraham to move out, get out, leave your country, your people, and your father's household. Go to the land that I will show you. Sabi niya, I will bless you, I will make your name great, you will be a blessing. Yun na yun. Yun yung unang parte ng covenant, di ba? I will protect you. I will curse those who curse you. I will bless those who bless you. All the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. Yun yung promise. So sabi niya, eh, Lord, paano? Wala pa ako anak hanggang ngayon. May ilang taon na. Hindi natin sigurado kung gano'n ka, pero may ilang taon na. Pati hindi lang yun. Ang dami rin nangyaring kapalpakan dito sa buhay ni Abram. Bakit? Kasi nung pumunta siya sa promise na, hindi kagad siya dumiretso. Na-preach na, di ba? Two weeks ago. Tumigil siya. Pati nung first week, tumigil siya sa Haran. Hindi kagad siya dumiretso dun sa land na pinupunto ni God. Nagpa, 
petik-petik muna siya doon. Tapos, hanggang sinabihan uli siya ni God, tapos pumunta na siya sa kanaan. Pagpunta niya sa kanaan, hindi siya tumigil. May isa pang kapalpaan si Abraham. Dahil nagkaroon ng famine, anong ginawa niya? Dumiretso siya pababa ng kanaan o nung promised land, pababang Egypt. Bakit? Eh kasi sa Egypt, nakakita siya ng McDonald's, Jollibee, Mang Inasal, Chow King, nakakita siya ng mga Ferrari, Vespa Motor, sabi niyo, uy, okay yung buhay doon ah. Mas marangya, eh naghihirap dito sa sinabi ni Lord, bumaba. Aba, nagka-problema dun sa baba. Nagustuhan yung asawa niya, niloko niya yung hari. Alam niya, ang daming nangyari. Pagkatapos nun, may hindi pa siya kasalanan. Yung nephew niya, napunta sa ibang land, tapos ang ginawa ng nephew niya, napunta sa isang gera. Kailangan niyang i-rescue yung nephew niya. So, nung, nung sinabi ito ni God, do not be afraid. Bakit? Eh kasi ang daming dinaanan sa buhay ni Abraham. Pero sabi ni God, I'm assuring you, fear not. You and me, it's the same thing. We go through life's challenges. And I believe this is the word of the Lord for us today. Fear not. Fear not. Alam ko, marami kang dadaanan. Marami naman talaga tayong dinadaanan. Pero fear not. Minsan, feeling natin na may kasalanan si God. Yun lang minsan eh. Oo, inaalaw niya. Pero minsan, hindi talaga kasalanan ni God eh. Ito yung problema. Alam nyo nung Genesis, story of origins. Genesis 1, God created everything. In the beginning, God. Tapos, He created everything. He, from a formless, from an empty, or nothingness actually, anong ginawa ni God? From no life, He brought life. Beauty of creation. Mountains, seas, day and night, the animals, the fishes, everything. Pagdating sa dulo, Genesis 1.31, anong sabi ni God? He declared, the Word of God said, declared, this is good. God, after all of creation, He said, this is good. God determined He declared by His Word what was good. Dito pumasok yung problema. Pagdating ng Genesis 3, God determined what was good. In fact, sinabi niya nga, oh, may puno doon. May, may, may prutas yon. Yung tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not good. All the rest, kainin mo yan. Good. God was the one who determined what was good for mankind. Pagdating ng Genesis 3, Mankind so, uy, good to sa akin. But God said, not good, di ba? Don't eat that. The sin happened. It was, yes, disobedience, but what was the sin behind it? It was mankind determining what's good for me. Isn't it a problem today? That we determine what's good for ourselves apart from the Word of God. Humihiwalay tayo eh. God determined what is right and wrong, what's moral and not, what's good and bad. But dumidisyon at dumidiskarte tayong tao, ay, sandali lang ha, I feel good with this. I think this is good. We decide on it. Ayun, nagkakaproblema tayo. Challenges ng buhay. We get into that dilemma. But wait, kaya nga sabi dito, di ba? Kasalanan ba ni Abraham kung bakit siya nagkaroon challenge? Oo, oo. So, is God at fault? No. In fact, may isang kasalanan doon, si Lot ang may kagagawan, nagkaroon ng dilema, si Abraham, kasi siya yung pumunta sa gere. 
So in the same way, tayo ganun din. We have life's challenges. Why? Because of our wrongdoings, because of our failures, because of our mistakes, and because of the mistakes of others, affected tayo. Then we go through trials and tribulations. Well, guess what? That's the norm of the world. Bakit? Nandito tayo sa mundo eh. Hindi yung problema ni God, problema ng mundo. Paano natin malalaman? Eh di ba, ang ginawa niya, good. He declared what was good. Tayo yung humiwalay. Tao ang humiwalay. And then, we get through this pain. But God doesn't leave us just there. He doesn't leave us hanging. Yes, we go through life's challenges. And ang ginawa ni Abram, he cried out to God. It's okay to cry. In fact, it's perfect to cry out to God. It is not whining. It is not despair. It is not grumbling before God. Go and cry out to God. It is what you call a lament. Lament is a cry directed to God that when we experience pain and heartache and struggles in this world, you know and you know that God did not make you for this. Something inside of us disturbs us because you know that we were made for a much better world than this. Kaya go ahead and cry out to God. Now, yes, we have life's challenges. We have trials and tribulation. The good news is, hindi naman tayo iniwan ni God doon. Alam niyo ba, pag, nagbas, nag, pag, pag, nag, pag nagbukas ka ng TV, tapos morning news, hindi naman haharap sa iyo yung newscasters. Ay, good morning. Well, we don't have any news today. Have a great day. Di ba wala? Pagbukas mo ng AM, ang dami nilang sinasabi. Why? Because the world is filled with bad news. We go through all these things, but God does not leave us hanging. That is why it's important for us to know what a covenant is. Bakit? Kasi it gives us hope. The challenge of a covenant pulls us to a hope that we can hang on to. Sino sa inyo mahilig magbakasyon, pakitaas ang kamay? Bakasyon. Kunyari, hindi problema ang pera. Diba? Mahilig tayo magbakasyon. Palawan. Yan! Diba? Do you know that research says, yung bakasyon, syempre may benefit yan sa tao. Do you know that more than just the actual vacation rest and fun and fulfillment and satisfaction, the primary benefit of a vacation, this is very interesting, is before the vacation. Alam niyo bakit? Research, psychological and social research. Sabi nila kasi ganito, at hindi lang ang benefit sa tao, actually pati sa employer, yung mga negosyante, ganito kasi. Di ba pag may bakasyon at malapit na, sasabihin natin tayo, yung nagtatrabaho, uy, five days na lang, magbabakasyon na ako, anong gagawin mo? Aayusin mo rin, tatapusin ko na to lahat ng trabaho kasi five days na lang. Pagdating ng 3 days, ako, kailangan ko nang ayusin lahat to. Excited ka na. Pag natapos ko to, bakasyon na ako. Two days na lang. One day na lang. Diba? Do you know what, what they say? Research shows that the anticipation of a vacation is much better than the actual vacation. Why? Kasi there's hope that yes, I'll go through these things. I'll go through these hardships. Tatapusin ko na to. Why? Because at the end, okay na, magbabakasyon ako. Same thing. We go through life's challenges, but the knowledge of a covenant pulls us to a hope that will carry us and help us continue through despite of the challenges of life. Bakit? 
Kasi we know that there's a covenant. So, punta na tayo. Ano ba talaga yung covenant na yan? So, we go on the verse now. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. So, God assured him. And verse 5, He brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham, he believed the Lord and counted it to him as righteousness. Verse 7, And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. Eight. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? So God said to him, Bring me a heifer, three years old, a female goat. Ito na yung interesting part ng covenant. Alam ko, parang ang weird nito, di ba? Pero titingnan natin to. A female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Verse 10, And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each other over against the other. But he did not cut the birds. Verse 11, And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Verse 17, tatalan tayo. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying to your offspring, I will give this land. You know, in the Bible, if you observe dun sa binasa natin, in fact, kung i-recall nyo lang yung preachings the past three weeks, mapapansin ninyo may sobrang ini-emphasize dito na phrase. Alam niyo sa Bible, it's literary form pag may gustong i-emphasis paulit-ulit. Bakit? Eh kasi wala namang highlighter nung panahong isinulat ito ni Moises. Wala namang computer na ang gagawin mo lang, command B, bold letter. Walang italicize at underline. So paano nila sinasabi na sobrang importante to basahin mo, tumigil ka, pag-isipan mo to, pag-pray mo to. Inuulit-ulit nila. So ano yung inuulit-ulit last few weeks? I will. I will bless you. I will make your name great. Pareho dito. I will give you this land. The Lord will. Paulit-ulit. Anong ibig sabihin? Yung pinaka-importante na aspeto ng covenant, hindi natin madidiscuss yung buong kalahatan nun eh. Pero kaya pinupuntahan lang natin, the most important component part of the covenant is not the what, but the who. Kung sino yung gumawa ng covenant. Paano natin malalaman nyo? This is a fascinating verse. Ang ginawa ni God, pag naiintindihan natin yung kultura dito, He made sure, gusto niyang siguraduin, na si Abram naiintindihan yung ginagawa niya. Na hindi lang to ordinaryng transaction, covenant ito. Pero God also made sure that Abram would realize that yes, this is a covenant, but this is not just any ordinary covenant. Anong ginawa niya? In ancient Near East culture, yung sa panahon nila, nila Abraham. Actually, si Moises nagsulat nito. So, yung panahon ni Moises, yung sinulat nito, ang kultura ng tao is pag merong agreement na mas malalim, hindi lang yung transaction na pupunta ka sa mamaya sa McDonald's, mag, magbibigay ka ng pera in exchange for goods and services. Diba? That's a transaction. That's a sort of like a contract. But again, sabi nga natin kanina, it goes deeper than that. In their time, pag covenant, malalim yung agreement, yung dalawang parties, kukuha ng animals, ikakat into half, ilalagay ng nakalatag against each other. 
So yung nakalatag na animals, let's say, nandiyan na yan, may gagawin silang ritual. Yung ritual na yun, habang ginagawa lang, so syempre, may kinat ni animals, may dugo. Naalala niya yung sinabi ko kanina, to seal the deal, kailangan ng blood. Same thing dun sa culture nila. Parang blood compact. Yung dugo, hindi lang galing lang sa kanila, nang galing dun sa animal. Kinakat. Sobrang importante nung cutting. Alam niyo ba? Di ba yung may expression tayo ngayon, to cut a deal. I just cut a deal with this guy. Doon ang galing yun, sa ritual. You cut the animals, to form an agreement, may ritual, maglalakad. Yung ritual na yun, lalakaran nila. May pattern, pero lalakaran nila yung animals na kinat. Yung lakad na yun, yung ritual na yun, ibig sabihin parang nag-handshake sila. But instead na handshake, kasi very western nito eh, yung handshake. Pero sa eastern culture, lakad. Pero ito yung interesting. So, God wanted Abram to understand that this is a covenant. Ang ginawa ni God, o oh, sige, ganito ang pagkakaintindi mo ng covenant, sige, gawin mo to. Cut an animal, gawin ritual. But God also made sure that Abram knew it was different. You know how? Pag binasa natin yung verse, ginawa ni God, He let Abram fall into a deep sleep. Natulog si Abram. Kaya nung panahon na pagkakat at dapat maglalakad na, hindi naglakad si Abraham. Anong nangyari? Pag tininang natin yung verse, doon sa dulo, sa verse 17, when the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between the animals and took up. Ibig sabihin, may naglakad. Hindi si Abraham. Bakit? Tulog. Sino naglakad? O sino yung nag-pass through? Si God. Ibig sabihin, gustong sabihin ni God kay Abraham, itong deal na to, I am making this deal, pero ang magpapatakbo ng deal na to, hindi ikaw. Matulog ka lang dyan, akong bahala dito. Interesting. At lumi yung phrase na yun, para natin malalaman yun. It was the same thing that was used. Deep sleep. Naalala niyo yung creation? Sabi ni God, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And then he let the man fall into a deep sleep. Habang natutulog si Adan, anong ginawa ni God? He formed the woman. He was the one who made sure that he will do the job. Balik tayo sa covenant. Ang pinaka-importanting parte ng covenant is the who, meaning is the promise maker or the covenant maker who is God. What does this mean for you and me? This means now that yes, si Abraham pumalpak, di ba? Pumunta sa Haran, pumunta sa Egypt, ang dami niyang pakeme, paikot-ikot pa, pagdating, anong ginawa ni God? Inunfold niya pa yung covenant from Genesis 12, Genesis 15, sabi ni God, I will give you descendants in this land. I'm assuring you now, do not fear, do not be afraid. In fact, despite the mistakes and the humanity of Abraham or Abraham, God still fulfilled His promise. That's the same for you and me. Despite our humanity, despite our mistakes, despite our failures, God will make sure that He will fulfill His promise to you and me. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we forget. Don't get me wrong. 
You know, God never promised that He will give you a Ferrari or Lamborghini. God never promised that He will give you that best SUV na pinapagpray mo. And I'm not saying that you will not believe God for all these things. Don't get me wrong. Believe God. God is pleased with faith. But when we talk about the promises of God that we can hold on to, these are the promises of what? Of mercy, of favor. That even if we go through the challenges of life, we know and we know that the Word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We know and we know that as much as many heartaches that we experience in this lifetime, we are looking forward to an eternity with God, the one that is really good. Ano ba talaga yung experience ni Adan at Eva doon sa mundo na walang problema, doon tayo lahat papunta. So yes, despite of the challenges that we have here in this life, never forget the promises of God in His Word. Never forget, in fact, that you are a child of God. You know, sa victory group namin, ginagawa namin mag-asawa, there would be times na after ng victory group, i-invite lang namin yung, let's say, couple to hang out, pero to pray, to get to know them, to know what the things that we can believe with them for. So one time, after namin mag-meet, ayun, nagkataon, doon sa ginagawa namin meeting, very convenient yung hotel na malapit. So doon kami sa hotel. And I knew, so may lunch kami noon. So after the victory group, sabi, oh, let's have lunch. So napag-usapan naman namin na mag-lunch kami together. But going to the lunch, alam ko, God told me, oh, ikaw magbayad nito ha. It's like, okay Lord, no problem. So ginawa ko, pagpasok namin ng restaurant doon sa hotel, I left my card doon sa cashier kagad na hindi ko pinakita doon sa kasama namin. So we had a fantastic time. Pagkuha ng bill, so tapos na kami, pumorma na yung kasama namin. Tinuha yung bill. Negosyante ito. Yung big time. Yung tipong may security. Kinuha niya yung bill. Pagkuha ng bill, aba, siguro hindi siya sanay. Hindi pumunta sa kanya. Aba, pumunta sa akin. So, sabi ko, ah, sabi niya, oh, what happened? Sabi ko, sabi ko, I'll take care of this. Pagkita ko ng bill, I'll take care of this. <laughs> sabi ko, yari ako sa asawa ko. Lord, bahala ka na. Nagpipray ako sa utak ko, di ba? Grabe, Lord. But, interestingly, sabi niya, no, 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 pastor, we'll take it. So, pinirma ko, no, please, pastor. And they were so insistent na parang nagulat ako, nagpi-please sila. So, hindi ko alam in anong iniisip niya. Na, naku, kawawa naman ito si pastor, walang pera ito. Alam mo yun? Oo, oh, ba ako nagigilap? So, hindi niya naman sinasabi yon Nasa utak ko lang yon Masyadong malaro yung utak ko parang si Pastor Sunny. Mas malaro lang ang utak ni Pastor Sunny, di ba? Pero, sabi ko, so sabi niya, please, Pastor, come on, we'll take care of it. Sabi ko, no, 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 no. Sabi niya, please, please, please. Sabi ko, sabi ko chill ka lang, bro. <laughs> parang, chill ka lang. So sabi ko, sabi ko, look at me. So kanyari ang pangalan niya, Sunny Malu. Sabi ko, Sunny Malu. So, do you believe that God is the one who bless you with your finances? Yes, of course, Pastor. So, do you believe that God was the one who bless you with your business? Yes, of course, Pastor. Kaya nga kami na to. So, do you believe that God was the one who blessed you with all your finances and possessions and power and wealth? Sabi niya, yes, of course, Pastor. Sabi ko sa kanya, tatay ko yun. Y- yun? Tatay ko yun eh. Bala na kami mag-usap dun sa bill ko. Tatay ko eh. Pero tatay ko yun. Diba? Hindi ko pinakita sa kanya yung bahala, Lord, bahala ka sa akin. Sometimes we forget kung sino tatay natin eh. Konting dilubyo, konting problema, nakakalimutan na natin kung sino tatay natin. Konting sakit lang, minsan we forget that we are a child of God. Never ever forget that you are a child of the Creator. 
when we go through challenges of life, never forget the covenant maker. You know, sometimes when we make mistakes, we also forget the covenant maker. Sometimes we think our promise maker is someone who is vengeful. We think that our promise maker is someone who gets mad and frustrated at us. Sometimes we think that our covenant and promise maker is someone who's just waiting for us to make a mistake. Tapos may latigo siya na nagaantay lang na... Sometimes we think that our covenant promise maker is a sarcastic one. Alam mo yun, yung pag nagkamali ka, feeling natin, si God, yung parang sinasabi ko na nga ba eh, nagkamali ka na naman, Francis. Inulit mo na naman yung kasalanan. Di ba sinasabi ko na ilang beses na? Minsan feeling natin ganun si God, di ba? Yung feeling natin si God vengeful, yung, yung, yung nagkamali ka. Oh, ayan na naman. Sige, mali, tatanggalin ko yung kotse mo, tatanggalin ko yung trabaho mo, hindi kita bibigyan ng magandang deal ngayon, ha? You know, sometimes we feel like God is like that. Sometimes we fall into the trap that we think that God is a sarcastic God. Now, when we make a mistake, we think that, oh my goodness, yan na, sabi ko na nga ba, hello, I've told you that, di ba? Sometimes we feel like God is like that, but never ever forget, remember, Jesus Christ, when He was on the cross, and He was being beaten, bruised, crucified, and killed, what did He tell those people? Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. That's our God. God loves you. Are you still here? And I'm almost ending and we'll reach that, alam ko, sanay kayo sa mga pastor, three points, two points. Tapusin na natin to. one point na lang. In fact, malapit na tayo dito. When it comes to the covenant, you know, in fact, this one point, Kung inuna ko kanina, baka nagsiuwian na kayo kasi alam nyo na ito eh. Yung one point natin. In fact, itong one point natin, may hinala ako yung iba sa inyo, nasa wallet nyo nakasulat. Promise. Yung iba sa inyo, yung one point na sasabihin natin ngayon, patungkol sa pananampalataya at covenant, para take home nyo lang, malamang nandyan sa wallet nyo nakasulat na ngayon. Hindi ako magikero ha, pero malamang nandyan dyan, yung sa iba sa inyo. We continue on with the story. Yes, we have to remember the most important part of our covenant is God, the covenant maker. And then we move on. Verse 6. So kung si God ang tutupad ng covenant, anong gagawin natin? Galing. Tingnan natin si Abraham. Anong ginawa niya? He believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. In fact, sinabi nga sa New Testament, He never wavered, Romans 4, in unbelief, but continued to believe God despite the circumstances. Preaching next week. Despite the waiting. Preaching next, next week. But continued to believe God. So, anong ibig sabihin? Believe another word? Trust. Trust God. It's a covenantal kind of trust. Kaso minsan, ito lang yung problema sa atin pag sinabi nating trust. May default yung utak natin eh. Alam ko, you know that word, the pastor, alam ko na yan, trust God, trust God. Pero sandali lang, konti na lang to. Minsan kasi, may default yung utak natin pagdating sa trust God. I'll show you an example ah. Anong kulay? One, two, three, go. Black. Tama naman kayo, black. Yun din ang sasabihin ko, black. Hindi nyo ba nakita yung color white? May white, di ba? Tama ba? Bakit? Default ng utak natin, black. 
Ano ibig sabihin? Sa trust kasi may default yung utak natin. We only trust God up to that point that we can understand what He's doing. When we don't understand what God is doing already, we do not trust Him. When we cannot do the math, meaning, alam mo, ito yung plano ni God, ah, naiintindihan ko pa to. pero when we reach a point when we cannot spell it out already, that we cannot compute what God is doing and do the math behind it, Lord, sandali lang. Trials na ba to? No, God is calling us to trust Him. I'll explain this to you more. Alam niyo ako, I am an admitted backseat driver. Ako yung anak ko, ngayon nagdadrive na siya. Hanggang ngayon, ayaw na ayaw niyang nakasakay ako. Kasi wala eh. Pirmi akong, kanan dito, diretso dyan, stop! Ako, ang bilis mo anak. Siyempre, kinakabahan ka, di ba? Yung asawa ko, napakabait nun eh. Minsan, pagpagod na pagod ako, siya magsasabi, I'll drive for you. Nung tinatanong ko siya, pwede ko bang i-example na backseat driver ako? Alam mo, sabi nung asawa ko, ah, sige, example mo yan. Sabihin mo ito, oh, nung napumunta tayo dito, nag ako, tapos ito yung sinabi mo, aba, litanya. Parang gusto niya sabihin, sabihin mo sa kanila, backseat driver ka. Eh, kasi talaga naman. So, minsan, pag natutulog na ako sa kotse, yung nakapikit ka na, nagis- yung tutulog, alam niyo, yung natutulog ka, nagising ka. So, pag, dalhin, sandali na, oh, diretso, diretso. Oh, dito ka sa lane na to. Oh, overtake ka dyan. Oh, tingnan mo yung tricycle. Oh, wag mong paunahin yung motor na yan. Oh, yung sumasalubong na motor. Wag yung bigyan ng space yan, sumasalubong na motor. May ganun ba kayo? Oh, tingnan kita yung dahan-dahan. Oh, pati pag-park niya, sinas- oh, ba't ka ganyan mag-park? Patagilid, padiretso ang parking. I'm a backseat driver. Kasi, yes, I trust my wife to drive for me. But if I don't understand how she does it, nagbabaksit drive na ako. Pumapapel na ako. Minsan, ganun yung trust eh. Pag di na natin naintindihan yung ginagawa ni God, pumapapel na tayo eh. We trust God up to the point that we can do the math. But if we can't do the math already, we don't trust Him anymore. Covenantal trust is trusting God beyond our ability to understand what He is doing. Kaya nga sabi ni Jesus nung nasa Gethsemane, di ba? Lord, take this cup away from me, but not my will, let your will be done. So, anong one point natin? Simpleng simple. Nandiyan sa wallet nyo. Anong gusto kong maalala ninyo? In God, we trust. Baka meron ka sa wallet na no? nakasulat na. Pero sandali lang, paano? Kung iisipin mo, sandali lang, hindi naman tayo kasama ni Abram, di ba? Hindi naman tayo pamilya ni Abram. Paano nyo malalaman? O titingnan nyo ko, Kasi ang pamilya ni Abraham, matangkad. Eh ako, asyano, maliit. Pag tinignan mo si Abraham at pamilya niya, malamang dahil Mediterranean to, nakumatangos ilong niya. Pag tinignan mo yung ilong ko at ilong ni Pastor Sani, aba, pangu tayo. So, paano tayo kasama doon? Di ba sa covenant, kanina ini-explain ko, anong nagseselyo sa isang covenant? Dugo. Aba, kapatid, 2,000 years ago, may dumanak na dugo sa krus. At yon yung nagsisil na sinasabi, parte ka na ng covenant dito ha, that God will bless you, that God will protect you, and that you will be a blessing.